All right, hello and welcome to another episode of HOA Nightmares. Stephen is actually off today, so like most young white men in America, he's just trying to have it all. And so he is doing dad duty as well as some job duty. So, but fear not, I am not solo today. Today is actually an extremely special episode for those of you who have been listening. Um, in our last episode, we talked a little bit about some of the collection of nightmares that we had been hearing through the BuzzFeed article. But toward the end of the episode, we talked a little bit about a special instance in my building in which my niece was visiting and was so taken with our trash shoots that she decided to be one for Halloween. So ladies and gentlemen, loyal listeners, a very, very special episode. Today, we are joined by that very niece. Harper is on the podcast. Harper, how are you today? Good. Good. Well, thank you so much for being a part of our show. We're so glad to have you. Now, tell me, is this your first appearance on a podcast or have you done others in the past? It's my first one. It's your first one. Wow. Well, we are thrilled that you are here with us. So I also, too, I have your mom with us as well. And she's going to also be joining us as another member of our family who has also been part of a board. So Natalie, how are you? Great. Happy to be here. Excellent. Well, so Harper, I want to talk to you a little bit about your uh, love of trash shoots ever coming to Miami. So was the trash shoot in our building the very first one that you had ever seen? Yes. It was? Okay. So tell me a little bit about how did you come to the trash shoot? What happened? I think, did I ask if, I, I think I said that I needed to take the trash out and what did you say? Well, I want to go. <laughs> And okay, so that's true. You wanted to come with me. So you and I left the apartment and went down to the trash chute. What did you think when you first saw it in there? Was it interesting? Had you ever seen anything like that before? No. No? What did you think about it? It was cool. And I just loved it. You just loved it? I mean, look, there's a lot to love about a trash chute. Can you tell me maybe like, how do we throw away our trash? Well, we take the trash and like we have to go in a car. To where? The dump. <laughs> exactly. That's true. So you live in a place where you have to take your own trash. So you were quite impressed at the fact that we just got to open a metal door and throw it down, right? And then you heard it go all the way down the building and then right into the dumpster. And you thought that was pretty cool, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So when did you decide that you wanted to be a trash shoot for Halloween? When it was getting near to Halloween. And you were just were thinking, what should I be? I just had no idea to be. And so I just remembered at the trash shoot. <laughs> I think that's so creative because, you know, a lot of kids your age are wanting to be Elsa or maybe, you know, other th characters. And you really you know, came up with something very unique and creative. And what was, what was the response to the trash shoot when you were getting candy? Did people get it? Were they interested? No. No? <laughs> they weren't, they didn't get it? Well, I don't really know if like, like they like knew if it was. But I kind of didn't really want to wear it to Halloween, but I had it because it was like hurting my legs. 
Well, you know, beauty is pain, what they say, but you know, it looked awesome. I thought it looked pretty cool. We were spray painting it. We were sewing straps for your shoulders. You had a functioning door on the front. I mean, it was pretty impressive, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I am so thankful that you took some of time out of your day to spend with us and our very loyal listeners to talk a little bit about your trash shoot. Just for the listeners, what were you for Halloween this year? Um, I was Audrey from Descendants. Oh, Audrey from Descendants. Got it. So you're back more in the mainstream. You had a little detour into some more avant-garde costumes, and now you're, you're back? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on to share your experience and the trash shoot. And I can't wait to see you again, hopefully in Miami. And you can, now you're even more grown and you can take the trash probably all by yourself down. You don't even need to go with Uncle Patrick. What do you think about that? Well, I might want to be like a little bit older. Before you're taking the trash by yourself? Yeah. That's very fair. Well, Harper, we will let you go from this segment, but we are so grateful that you took time out of your day. I know how busy you are, and things are just really hectic for you right now. You're dealing with schoolwork, you're in sports, you're still eating your Halloween candy. So we are very grateful that you took uh, time to be with us. Do you have any final messages for our listeners that you want to share? This Halloween, you got me my costume. That is true. (laughs) That's true. You know I got your back, girl. Well, Harper, thank you so much for joining us, and I can't wait to see you very soon. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was quite a big get uh, here on HOA Nightmares. It is not easy to wrangle uh, any children on any sort of medium, but um, Natalie, thank you so much for... uh, Uh, not signing any sort of release to let your child be part of this uh, growing program. You know, she said she was nervous that you would say words that she didn't know. And then you throw out avant-garde and I was like, here we go. (laughs) Look, she will learn. Uh, Our vocabulary is pretty basic around here. I mean, that's okay. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, you are taking your own trash to the dump. So that's where we live. Also also shows that. But there is another reason why you're not here, not just in the spirit of, of nepotism, um, wanted to bring you on for uh, a little bit because like a few other members of our family, you have also served on your HOA board. And I think it's interesting because historically on this podcast, we've had perspectives from the condo culture in South Florida, uh, Stevens in the Carolinas. We've even had one special guest to discuss in Boston, but we're also getting to other parts of the country. I mean, you're getting closer into the Bible Belt. So uh, what's the HOA climate like in, <laughs> in Virginia where you are? Yeah, so you actually forgot to throw that I was president of the Excuse me, I'm, the how embarrassing. How embarrassing <laughs> for all of Not, us. I'm you so You know, sorry. nine months after moving into our home, I took it on. Took it on. And so, With a young child. Yes. Ellie had just turned one. Um, you know, I was feeling ready to, ready to help the community and thought that that would be the best way to do it. Now, Turns out, do you regret that? <laughs> It was a journey. Um, Sorry. Another special guest. Yeah. (laughs) So basically, in our neighborhood, it used to be a cornfield. 
turned into a neighborhood of, I don't know, 50-some homes. And, sorry, we're asking for candy. Go get a That's candy. <laughs> I guess the perils of doing a show with three kids right after Halloween. Fair enough. Yeah, sorry. Um, we anyway, have gracious so, listeners. They'll understand. Yeah, the, um, the developers of the neighborhood kind of set these, like, covenants, um, pretty basic, but then added their own twist to it. So, you know, if you wanted to build a house, you had to submit it to the architectural board, who was just this farming family who kind of wanted the neighborhood to look a certain way, but didn't necessarily specify that. Um, so, you know, there were covenants added on later, but we didn't build our house. We just moved into one already built. And so the HOA was recently given to the homeowners once I took over as president. And so there were things that had like slid as far as like sheds going up, fences going up that no one knew who approved them and they were mm. su- supposed to not be allowed. And, you know, the neighborhood was actually quite angry <laughs> when I took over. <laughs> so wait, let me, so let me back up for just a second. So it was previously power was concentrated in the hands of the fam of one family. And then yes. when you took over, it became more of like a self-governing body. Somewhat. So the family was still involved until all, or they are still involved until all the lots were sold. And so oh, essentially the, the couple that developed it was just aging and it became a little much for them. So their younger son, who's like in his 60s, was kind of in charge. And so again, he wasn't ready to take it on. Got it. If we know anything about the baby boomer generation, it's that they're really great at solving problems and really setting up future generations for success. Continue. Right. So, you know, this this guy named Don is sitting next to me at the meeting as this guy who's the president is on his way out because he's moving and he's like, somebody's got to do it. And so Don looks at me, you know, I just met him five minutes ago and he says, <laughs> Natalie, you'd be great at this. And I thought, you know what? Yes, I'll do it. So no one even knew who I was because we just moved to the neighborhood not less than a year ago. Um, and yeah, there were a lot of questions to be asked. Met with two separate lawyers, um, a couple of other people volunteered to be on the board. So <laughs> working with like a retired individual as my VP. <laughs> and so it was just, it was interesting. Um, it got to where, you know, then I started to freak out because I'm like, this is not a huge neighborhood. I'm going to be stuck doing this and dealing with these people. I mean, knocking on my door at six o'clock to complain about a new shed that just went up. I was like, this is not what I signed up for. Like, leave me be. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I'm trying to feed the children. Uh, Yeah, so it got to where, I don't know how everyone just got so angry with each other, but people were just so fired up and willing to serve that I was, after a year, out of it. And how would you characterize, if you could sum up in maybe a one word or a a short phrase, how would you characterize your tenure as the lead of your (laughs) HOA? Here's what happened towards the end. Um, One of my fellow board members stood up and campaigned for herself to remain on the board and said, I will fight for you. And my next door neighbor at the time, he's now moved, stood up and said, I, I don't know why anyone's fighting for anyone here. If you guys just cut your grass, take care of your property, no one has to fight. Like, let's move on. <laughs> no so, one has to fight. I, that's how it, I don't even know how it got there, but it just got wild. And, you know, actually, on the boomer talk, it was the adult white males in the neighborhood that caused the most drama. 
Well, if that isn't just a real microcosm for the shitstorm that we're all in, this has officially become a uh, of Hillcrest. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so so you would maybe characterize your tenure if we get back to the initial question as dramatic, chaotic, tumultuous, all of of the above. Um, And I think what happened, like I taught, I literally met with lawyers to discuss like. What do we do from, like, where do we go from here? Because we've got things that shouldn't be, like, sheds, essentially. Let's use the sheds. Sheds at probably eight different houses to ten houses that shouldn't have been there because it says no sheds in your neighborhood. Mm, yeah, so, so what do you I do met, then? It's right there. So I met with lawyers, and they they were like, I mean, I don't even know what they said now that I'm thinking back to it. Because there's, what can you do? So the trauma of this, you've actually blocked out. <laughs> In a way of preserving the self is what it you're saying. It got to where my husband was like, I cannot talk about the HOA anymore. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. To all the other spouses, I would say, of, of folks that have served on the boards, you guys are the true heroes. The you know, true For those heroes. of us that attempt to make a difference or try to be part of this governing body, um, you know, that's, that's, that's a challenge. They're, they're, real, they're the real heroes. Um, so thinking about, okay, so so there are structures on the property. And I guess, you know, the, it should also be noted that the neighborhood where you live, the lots are fairly large. So there's ample yard space and land to do th- things. Right. And the covenants are supposed to be abided by. So, so that's really interesting. So, I mean, what did the lawyers, I guess, yeah, if the structure is there, I would imagine that for the association, for what your dues are, are relatively modest. So it would not make any sense to try to litigate this in court to have someone take down a shed. Right. And that's basically what they were saying. Like, how yeah. far do you want to take this? Because that's what right. it's going to come down to. And then it was like, or do you just want to hire a property manager to try to deal with this? But our dues mm. are literally $150 for the year because wow, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we pay wow. for, you know, actually a neighbor to cut the grass in the common areas. And it's, it's a couple acres that he does cut. So I, it's a slick deal. That, <laughs> I mean, that is that. Wow. That's yeah. I'm going to have to let that one set for a second uh, based on how much it costs to live right. in a condo but, in South Florida. So once they had, cause the family that developed it was taking care of the common area and they were, they were bush hogging it themselves. Uh, <laughs> so so they, they were kind of done with that as well. And so got it. this neighbor was doing it. For free just because wow. he wanted the neighborhood to still look good so then once i handed it over to us then it was kind of like hey guys can we start to collect some dues just to pay steve sure and yeah <laughs> yeah no that's that's nice i mean it should be said for the listener um yeah this particular neighborhood is stunningly beautiful i mean r- nestled in the hills of the blue ridge mountains there's some like beautiful views um it's a great place especially as i feel like it's attracted younger families have you had any issues with, I mean, now the neighborhood's kind of full of kids. I mean, it are is. there issues that were presented in these meetings in which that lady wanted, what, what was she actually, was she, I mean, maybe we should go back. What was she fighting for? Any like particular Un- main un- issue or just? Unclear. General. <laughs> so what's interesting about the lady who said she would fight for you, she, so we do have like the architectural committee, but I think like I'd already said, it was just the people who developed the neighborhood. You gave them your plans. They kind of looked over it. Um, and said, cool, here you go. So when they handed it over to the neighborhood, they just assumed that the people that just kind of volunteered to be on this board were also the architectural committee. So the lady who was willing to fight for you oh. built a garage 
that wasn't approved by anybody but her and the former president before me. <laughs> she said, uh-huh. yeah, we thought we were the committee. So then that caused a little bit of drama as well. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, and so. how many people were attending these meetings? Like, what, what was the meeting culture? Like, like pick, can you paint us a picture? Yeah, so we met at the local fire station because one of our uh, neighbors is a volunteer. And the room was packed. Really? (laughs) The first meeting where I was, I mean, I would say probably like half the neighbors were there, so maybe like 20-ish. Okay. Yeah, by the end. good attendance. I don't know how everybody got so fired up, but yeah, towards the end there, it just, it was something. But, you know, so the, the family was still somewhat involved because there were still lots that hadn't been sold. And they were coming for him because... Oh, I think what happened was they created a second street, and most of those homes are all brick homes. Now, it doesn't say that it has to be all brick homes in these covenants, but it says 50%, or at least 50% has to be like a brick or a stone or something. So I imagine that when those people built their homes, it was somewhat said to them, like, you got to have all brick. Mm. And so what happened was right as I started to take over, a house was going up, that was 50% brick because that's what the covenants say. And those people um, who built those all brick homes and spent all that money were very unhappy with what was going up. So again, it was just kind of like they couldn't build without the approval of the initial developers, but then they were kind of working it to what they wanted. It wasn't necessarily like written down. So sure. It's all These are common themes. These are common themes that we've heard <laughs> right. of self-serving interests on these right. boards. And then in certain cases, it sounds like one of your chief issues was also just a lack of consistency because there wasn't any sort of oversight that was really steadfast in right. holding everyone to the same standard. So right. I could see those houses at the front of the neighborhood that are all brick. They're beautiful, but I'm sure they had to spend a lot more because they were told that... So I'm sure that that, you know, by the time you're getting down into and they're seeing siting and, or other materials, I get it. That's, yeah. that's really interesting. Yeah. And then that's it also said, um, no above ground pools and two of our board members had above ground pools. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> now did they address that? Like, was that ever addressed? Like, were people saying, like, were, oh, was yeah. there any like calling them out? Oh yeah, people were coming for them. And you know, they're like, Well, we live in phase one, which was like that beginning street where it wasn't the second all brick row. So they're like, We're exempt to that oh. all pool. Which I'm like, Who said that? Like you yeah. said that. <laughs> right, right. You're so exempt because you everyone, just yeah, said it. Just decided what they wanted and it was a, a nightmare. <laughs> so it sounds like each lot decided they were its own sovereign nation. Basically. <laughs> that's that's really interesting. Now, yeah. for the listener, too, since this is now kind of a, a bit of a family episode, um, one thing that uh, we haven't discussed before is our dad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I just I'm curious, like, so I know the bulk of our conversations would revolve around the drama. I mean, he he loves the drama, like whether That's it's it. he's in the middle of it, whether he's causing it or gets to observe it he loves drama what like did did he was he interested as interested in your drama as he was in mine oh yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> of course Got it. 
He'd be like, what old Caroline say today? <laughs> oh, so he knew the names of the players. He knew Steve, you know, the, the grass cutter. Um, yeah, well, I mean, at this point, we all know Steve. Yeah. <laughs> Steve's, yeah. Like, it's just so funny because I, I really enjoyed meeting all these people. And, you know, we trick or treat. We see each other. We wave to each other. But, like, sure. actually having to come together and work with them on the board was so difficult. Sure. And these are, like... He lives two doors down from me. <laughs> I'm like, why can't yeah. we find a common ground here? Um, and that was Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, were there any relationships that completely broke down to the point where you're like, we are no longer on spe- whether speaking oh, yeah. terms or... Yeah. Um, Tom. I just like wondered if... You know, you never know if it's just like a female in power, position of power being the mm. president... Um, but then the guy that took over after me was a male president, and you know, Tom came for him as well. So, in a way, it made me feel a little bit better. But it I mean, I I also feel like I can make a reference that Stephen probably wouldn't get on this podcast. So the tone is a little bit different. So all I'm when you're saying about Tom, I just picturing picturing Bethany Frankel <laughs> looking at Luann saying it's about Tom. Yeah. And, and it's not like it's <laughs> on just, the Real Housewives of New York. Yeah. Exactly. It's not that anything he was saying he was right about stuff, but it's just again, it's just finding that common ground was just so difficult. And then I'm I I don't know if any of the listeners are into the Enneagram, but I'm a nine, so I'm yeah. a peacekeeper. <laughs> so I'm trying to just like I hear what you're saying, I hear what you're saying, and it was it was pretty tough. That actually could be an interesting idea for a border like a future episode is like right. are there trends because because the enneagram essentially is similar to like the myers-briggs for those who are are unaware but i think i've read that the myers-briggs is kind of about how you is your like your personality but then enneagram is like how you make decisions or like problem solve so uh, yeah something like that but basically like there's one to n- maybe nine or ten but yeah there are certain characteristics and the kind of like how you make decisions and so for you you're very you're conflict averse so the the nine is always trying to find a common ground or find solutions diffuse conflict which is probably really challenging to do in the context of an HOA board (laughs) it was difficult and I don't know if it's necessarily that the HOA ruined relationships or just like that's what brought us all together so there's nothing now where we would be like hey Yeah. You know. <laughs> now, was Tom like did he did he make enemies of everyone else? So like was it everyone versus Tom or was he did he have a specific agenda that he was pushing that was counter to what the the, the larger group wanted? You know, unclear. Again, I've blocked a lot of it out of the So memory. much trauma. <laughs> so it was a There's... lot of trauma. I do think that there were some like Facebook friends no longer after the Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's happening on no, Facebook. The worst possible way to end a relationship but <laughs> so i don't know i mean look, i'm still friends with everybody on the book i'll say that so i think i did my job as a nine <laughs> keep everyone somewhat happy now would you offer any sort of advice to someone because I, I, I feel like we've talked a lot about like condo culture so and and one of the yeah. things that steven and i have talked about a little bit um recently in this season is just how being in a home is so different so, I mean, are there certain overarching issues that you would advise someone like going into an HOA, either a board or a meeting to think about in a house? I mean, are you dealing with 
I mean, it sounds like some of the major issues were like lawn maintenance and other things. Were there other like municipal things or utilities or things that had to be decided amongst the group? Or was it really more a case of everyone advocating for themselves because they wanted to do something very specific on their property? You know, in the Facebook group, there have been some... Which is where it all happens, obviously. Is, you're right. Which is like the whole neighborhood. There's some people that are like 90 years old and they're not on the Facebook group. And so it's funny of to course. me that proposals are remade. I'm like, this is not how this works, but go ahead. No. There have yeah. been recommendations for, you know, a neighborhood basketball court. And oh, nice. A swimming pool. Right. Ideally, that would be wonderful. But um, like if we ever increase the dues like 50 bucks for whatever reason people are going to lose their minds and Anarchy, so to maintain yeah. <laughs> right to maintain yeah. a swimming pool within an yeah. like i'm like dude guys so you know some because we do have a common area where there's gazebos and we do have a walking trail so there are like things within the neighborhood that we're responsible for um but yeah i think if you were to buy a home i would know try to get hands on those documents that's what i told you about the lot at the lake. Oh, yeah. Get hands yeah. on those documents to know what you're getting yourself into. And did I ever? <laughs> I, re- I recounted the, the physical yeah. altercation that was detailed within the minutes. Well, yeah. And so I didn't even realize, like, when I had, when we moved in, we were given the covenants and that was it. But, like, yeah. within the state of Virginia, there's a whole packet of things with the meeting minutes, with, like, everything that you're supposed to be giving to these people. So I had to actually, like, create mm. the packets for the neighborhood because that didn't exist. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, wow. this is, like, legally we're bound to do this, guys. So I learned learned a lot. <laughs> it sounds like it. <laughs> it sounds like it. I mean, I think it's just interesting because, yeah, like, I, I think the things that we deal with are is, is so much related to the overall, like, infrastructure and amenities of the building. So, you know, we're dealing with seawalls, roof repairs, right. um, pool maintenance. We've had, you know, some pie-in-the-sky ideas with a a realtor saying, guys, we really need to put our pool on the roof and really build that out to get, you know, maximize the views. And it's like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> like, the pool, like, I mean, I've been up there. You could put decking, but that is hundreds of thousands of dollars. Right. Like, I, it's yeah. insane. And that's what's annoying is that I'm like, do you think before you speak? Like, <laughs> Right. Most people don't. Right. <laughs> right. Like, can we just clear up the trees near the front entrance and make the sign look nice and call it a day. Call it a day. There's a pool literally five minutes down the road that you could go to. I guess I didn't think about that of having neighborhood amenities like a basketball court, a pool. Like, I mean, it all sounds really nice in theory, but it is like how much would that cost and how much is it going to be to maintain? And then who's going to do it? Because I would assume, is it that within the, the confines of your neighborhood, now the association is responsible for anything. Like the city's not going to do anything. Like that's not their property. It's your property, right? Yeah. So when we moved in, there was always like a, hey, neighborhood cleanup day. And so, you know, when I was president, we like set a date. No one came. (laughs) So so it got to where this past year, um, we finally hired a company to come out and just just help because it got so out of control. And but, but what was needed to clean up? Like, is it, what do you mean, like, clean weeds, up? like, there's the sign. Weeds, okay. You, yeah, yeah, there's some trees, but just, there's some overgrowth taking place. Got it. And, I mean, now, granted, did some of the homeowners still went out there. I did see them, like, cutting some of the limbs of the trees. So, you know, there's still some people that are taking stuff on. But, um, yeah, it's a, it's a lot. 
And there's a lot of working families, and then there's a lot of retired families, too. So it's like a mix of people in the neighborhood. So I think the families with, like, the kids and activities, like, they're not going to – they don't have time to come on a Saturday to pick sure. weeds. Right. And the retirees don't want to pay for a basketball court that they're not going to use. <laughs> exactly. Got it. And they're no, that mean, on the Facebook group. They didn't even know about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do yeah. you guys have official channels? Like, how else – I mean – how else no, do you I communicate mean, with so everyone? Do you I have to like, like send mail? Um, for the billing and then to like notify okay. of the meetings, which is literally once a year, the like second Tuesday in February or something along those lines. Um, oh, wow. But you know, what has been interesting is having now like new people moving in and you don't know like what their prior experience is, but right. they're just, when are the meetings? Well, people have things that they shouldn't have. And it's like, we've already been down this road. I'm sorry that we're new here, but like, we're not doing right. it. Right. <laughs> right. It's just a groundhog day. Like yeah. the same thing happening over and over. And yeah, you're just so stuck I, in the middle of it. I disengage. Got it. <laughs> Full Meredith Marks, Real Housewives, Salt Lake City. Yes. Um, oh, that, that is just so crazy. I, I do think it's so interesting because, yeah, you deal with things that I don't. And I, and honestly, I, I thinking about it, I don't know what's worse because <laughs> I, mean, I think we've i mean steve and i have like joked about this and the whole point of this podcast is to like shine a light on like the lunacy of what happens on these boards but yeah yeah i guess there is part of me that you think you know maybe being a condo dweller it's like yeah once you get that house and that lot like that's yours but it's kind of yeah. like it's not and to a certain degree of you know i mean it is but you have to f- follow the covenants you know or right. face you know some some backlash or, or not, you know, or, or just, you just claim you're you a sovereign. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, it's so no interesting. Gonna, yeah. Um, you know, I just, I signed up for it cause I was like, you know, we're new to the neighborhood. I want to meet people. I thought that we would just like have an Easter egg hunt and call it a day. Right. And so right. I'm still taking that on, but as far as everything <laughs> else goes, like, I don't do anything else. <laughs> now as a mom of daughters, what would you say to your daughters if they were expressing to you as they get older that they were, buying property and joining a board what would you how would you advise them as a mom of young young women (laughs) i would say good luck stand your ground (laughs) um that's about it it's just like a selfless it just it sucks up your time right um i also would probably advise against volunteering anything for free (laughs) anymore because I mean, I had to get a babysitter to go to the lawyer. And I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, I should be billing the HOA. (laughs) Oh, so it it was costing you money out of your personal pocket to go deal with all this stuff. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I would definitely want to put that on the minutes and invoice. (laughs) This was an HOA expense. Right. Oh, that is so wild. And when I met with, like, the first lawyer who had kind of helped them with all of the planning of the neighborhood, he just looked at me and he was like what what are you doing like why <laughs> are you doing this <laughs> always like, great to have that from your legal counsel yeah i was like okay so now what <laughs> um man yeah but you know it's like the rest of the lots have been scooped up one of them still hasn't been built on so the family is still involved because they're still going to have to approve those plans but it's looking it. beautiful and i think everything's turned out okay yeah, for sure. You have a beautiful neighborhood. It's it's so nice. It's a great place, especially with the kids. The walking path is awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's it's so easy to make fun of these 
things and situations. But at, at the end of the day, I mean, I think we, we can all agree that we're quite fortunate to like live in places that are maintained. I mean, there's a lot of nonsense and tomfoolery that goes, you know, along with it. But yeah, I mean, you guys have such a great place for kids to grow up that, you know, they can still be kids. They have, you know, a lot of freedom to kind of roam and, you know, and space to do that, which is, which is awesome. Um, I mean, I just, I cannot believe that we got the trash shoot queen herself on, on the podcast tonight. I mean, I'm, I'm beyond thrilled. Well, I I know that she did. Well, hold on. She did not remember that after that visit, which was Thanksgiving. So Thanksgiving, Uh she decided then that she was going to be a trash shoot for Halloween (laughs) and maintain that idea until the following October. (laughs) I mean, it really was impressive that she really stuck to her guns. It's, awesome. it's so impressive. Yeah, no, she, she really is uh, a true queen. Um, and she, she has such a great imagination yeah, that I've always cool. admired. She's, she's got a great imagination. Yeah, oh, do we tell- have her yeah, but she's back. to close, close us out? Harper, can you tell everyone, uh, can you wish everyone that they're going to have a great week and tell them our, to find us on Instagram and repeat our email if someone else has a, a, a question? Okay. We'll be working on her stage presence. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'll be. I'm also now officially nominating myself as the pageant consultant to uh, help really bring a very talented young lady out of her shell. That's you, Harper. Put it on the on the airwaves. Well, I am very grateful that that we had such an excellent pair of guests for tonight's episode to really run through. It was a bit of a family affair. So I guess this is what nepotism is. Yes. Um, but and thank why, you, Natalie. How did we both what? end up on boards? Like, why did we do this? I, I don't know. Well, I was pressured by my godfather. That's right. Um, he, he was proud of me when I took over. And then he was like, oh, I'm sure. 30 seconds later was like, good luck. It's going to be a nightmare. Well, yeah, he said, did the same thing to me. When I bought, he was like, this is your home. You need to protect your investment. Have a say. Be a voice. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Like, he does have this way of, like, just gassing you up. And so... Yeah. Then when I won, I remember, you know, we swept the whole board that, that year. We ran as like a group and he said, you know, it's thankless, long nights. I won't use any of the expletives he used since we have young ears listening, <laughs> but lots of expletives and his tune made a complete 180. It was really incredible. So we both have kind of fallen prey to being really gassed up by family members and, uh, you know, doing something that ultimately added just a lot of stress, uh, to, to our lives. But yeah, for sure. But at yeah, the same time, I mean, we made I a kick, podcast out of it. Yeah. And I kickstarted the neighborhood <laughs> and I, I formed relations with people, even the, um, the developer's son who was in his sixties and had wanted no part of this, you know, every time yeah. he drives <laughs> through the neighborhood, he stops by to say hello. So like, I still, it, it was still a positive experience. Silver overall. lining. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't know if I would call it a positive experience well, overall, but there are silver linings to it. Silver linings, probably a better way. Yeah. I was <laughs> pretty miserable. <laughs> yeah, totally. For sure. But I think, like, I walked in at a different point there. Like, there was just a lot that needed to be done for the neighborhood as far as, like, gathering the legal documents and stuff that was yeah. a bit overwhelming. And so, so I think, too, when people would, like, argue over the pool, I was like, guys, like, you don't understand. Like, the pool doesn't even matter at this point. Let them have their pools. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I feel like you... Sure we're not breaking laws. Right. And I feel like you had probably a harder job even than 
Stephen and I, because we were coming into something that was already relatively structured. So yeah. then you're just dealing with the interpersonal and the political element of it. But you were had like the really unique and I would argue more challenging task of actually setting the structure, getting other yeah. things into place, which is a truly you know incredible Herculean undertaking <laughs> doing this with two young kids. So, I mean, <laughs> I think that it's a testament to your own fortitude, but also, you know, naivety as I think we've oh, both yeah, been accused say, of in the past. <laughs> yeah, know what you're getting yourself into. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, look at the minutes, read everything, and but then decide is, if you want to jump in. There were no minutes. This is what I do. That's I true. Dive, when I'm like ready to do something, I have a hard time not just diving straight into that deep end. And that's what Sometimes I do. Sometimes that's all you can do. That is all you can do. Well, we are about out of time for today. Um, I am so grateful to both you, Harper, for joining us um, and, and Natalie for sharing her own experience. Uh, for those listening, thank you so much. We've had some really nice um, some downloads that have been really thrilling to see, even you know exceeding some of our expectations. So thank you so much. Please tell all of your friends that this is such a lighthearted take, and especially with today's episode. I mean, I cannot believe that we have Harper here joining us. I mean, what a treat. Um, we can also, you can find us on Instagram at HOA Nightmares. We are also um, on our Gmail at HOA Nightmares1 at gmail.com. And we want to hear about your, your challenges, tribulations, questions, um, other parts of your building that you were t- completely taken with, much as Harper was with our trash chute. Um, you know, really any, any and everything is, is welcome, but, um, we are, are so, so grateful uh, to all of you for, for sticking with us and listening and are excited to bring in a few more guests. Um, next week we have a, Stephen will be back next week and we have another special guest planned that honestly, I can't even say too much about just yet. Like I, I mean, it's going to be, I'm so, I'm so, so excited. Um, so thank you all so much. And, um, Please, you know, and Natalie, anything that you want to plug? Any projects you're working on? Harper, you want to plug anything? No? Shaking her head no? Podcasting? Famously uh, an audio medium, but she's shaking her head no. No, I'm... No major projects. All right, well, thank you all so much for joining us, and uh, we'll be... uh, You'll be hearing from us very, very soon.